You're listening to Down of the Frame Podcast. Seems like the opening of some bad action film. Oh. Oh, dude, that agitation's working for it. Look at how brown that is, dude. We've received a call from the engine shop. It's mixed news. It's gotta be high enough. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <Hit> it. <laughs> you just need a good cleaning. I think it's perfect. Well, it's not perfect, but it might work. The rush is immediately attracted to the Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the sound. That's a sound, dude. That's like a thing, though. Hi, Down to the Frame. Man. Without further ado, let's get down to the frame. Welcome back to Down to the Frame. Today I have with me my co-host Jacques. Hello. And Alexa. Hello. Today we want to talk about basically the the fundamentals that every trade will use and the fundamentals of what every DIYer should understand and try to perfect. And that is measuring things getting things level, getting things plumb, and getting things square. So we should probably start by defining. I mean, everybody knows what measuring is. You, you know, if you understand um, a tape measure, which some people don't, if you don't understand a tape measure, take time to fully understand it because when you're shouting out measurements to either a coworker or your dad or your significant other, uh, you know, you don't want to go and say, hey, it's... um." three little lines after a after the halfway <laughs> mark you know what i mean you won't get a, you won't get a positive response from that it's usually not a positive response and um you know it's it's kind of something that it shows how new you are to something or how little you care so i know everybody cares here on this podcast so just make sure you guys understand how to read a tape measure next step from that is always 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 like measure twice <laughs> like i know that there's that old proverb it's not really a proverb but measure twice cut once and is that a proverb i don't even know the uh, definition I think it's of a proverb it. it's a proverb it's a diyers proverb yeah okay so that is i know it's said a lot and it becomes this kind of cliche thing but don't underestimate it because every time you're starting a diy uh, project or anything like that even if it's something creative and off the cuff, there's still a process to things, a, an underlying process that I think needs to be followed or else you're going to end up with a wall that's a quarter inch out of plumb, you know? So What? Jake, can you can explain you, what- For our uh, users, yeah, define what plumb means. Yeah. Can you define, Jake, what, what square, plumb? Actually, you know what? Jake, why don't you describe what plumb is? <laughs> Alexa, you can describe what square is and- I'll, I mean, everybody should know pretty much what level is, but I'll explain that, okay? Mm -hmm. So plumb is basically uh, a measurement method that you use to make sure things are straight relative to gravity. Generally, you use like something called a plumb bob where you like hold it up and it will draw you a straight line uh, because, you know, gravity. Um, it's also used to describe stuff uh, relative to each other. So like if you hold it plumb, it generally means you're holding it up to something. So it might be something that isn't straight, like in a lot of like older construction that you're re like retrofitting. A lot of stuff isn't straight that you're like working off of. Like for example, my apartments, like I have no straight walls in here. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the stuff that I'm installing is like relative to that not straight wall because I can't de re-demo the whole thing and then build new walls. So those are kind of the two uses for the word plumb. Yeah, so for example, if... I, in the example of using two things relative to each other, if you're looking straight ahead of you and you draw two lines in front of you, if they're perfectly parallel, that is plumb, right? Yes. Right? Like the top, the butt, let's say they are six foot lines right in front of you. 
And at the bottom of those two six-foot lines, there is a one-foot gap. And at the top of those two six-foot lines, there's a one-foot gap. But if, some, if, let's say, the top is one foot and the bottom is six inches, that wouldn't be plumb, right? Correct. And then if you're looking at something, a single line, if the line is leaning to the left more, that's out of plumb. If it's leaning to the right more, that's out of plumb. It needs to be straight up relative to if you could put a level right on top of that line. That, mm-hmm. And you, can, you don't just have to use a plumb bob, but you can put a level sideways onto the wall and there should be a bubble on there that will tell you if it's uh out of plumb whether it's positively or negatively out of plumb like if it's leaning most people in or don't leaning use plumb bobs it's kind of no a, they don't it's an, an old older style thing yeah use it sometimes when you're like installing like fixtures and stuff in the ceiling or like looking to see where stuff lands from the ceiling to the ground because otherwise you have to use like a laser which some people don't have access to right you can make your own plumb bob Really? Yeah. Huh. It's just like a weighted thing on a string. But it's usually like pretty well balanced, like a very finely machined piece of metal. I suppose that's true. Um, great. Okay. So hopefully that example or that explanation helped you guys. And Alexa, what is being square? I really wanted to like prompt up like a good definition like a nice Webster's Dictionary definition of square, but they're all way confusing. Um, Getting something square is just making sure that your angle is correct. And typically what we're talking about is if you're putting up a wall or a ceiling or whatever, you're making sure that angle is properly like square. Can't use the word in definition. Um, It's making sure that like your wall goes up perfectly straight so obviously we all know how angles work but so you want your wall to be 90 degrees from your floor 90 degrees from your ceiling or that wall to be at 180 degrees perfectly level yeah so if you were to take if you put a square in front of you and let's say you squished the square so it ends up being like a diamond that would be out of square if it looks like a a rhombus yeah whatever it is like uh that would be out of square where your corners are no longer 90 degrees so if you have a square what you're looking for is every corner to be 90 degrees now you don't actually take like uh an angle measurement and put it in each corner of the square typically what they'll do is yeah speed square you could do that but typically what you'll do is you'll measure the distance from the top left of the square uh the corner and down to the bottom right corner of the square and then you do that and then you do that the same thing with the top right to the uh bottom left so the only time i've ever measured and not used a speed square is if i'm putting together like a cabinet or something yeah every other time i always use speed squares but so now that we kind of have those that well i didn't explain being level but pretty much being level is if you put a line in front of you uh horizontally in front of you and so like say you're holding up a string you have a string in your left hand and you put your left hand and your right hand in front of you and the string goes from your left hand to your right hand if you lower your right hand and it's no longer your right hand is no longer the same distance from the ground as your left hand you're out of level so what you want ideally is that if you were looking let's just say the earth is flat for this example if you're looking at the horizon you want that horizontal line it is flat <laughs> you want that horizontal <laughs> line to match 
uh, the horizon if it was perfectly flat. So I think a lot of people already understand being level. But now that we have those base definitions down, we need to talk about the importance of it and how not only does it affect things in like the building structurally. structurally in the building and um you know the the i guess the engineering aspect of it but it also affects people and how it affects human brains and you know just everyday life because uh well we'll get into that so let's get into the engineering part of it if you have a building and it is built out of square you are changing the way that let's say you live in new england and you have a lot of snow on your roof and that snow is putting vertical or downward pressure onto the structure. If your building is out of square, the pressure and the, the load that's on your building is going to be at a disadvantage. It, essentially, the building is at a weakened state if it is out of square. Instead of the, the load going straight through, let's say the, the house has beams on all four corners. If, if it's out of square, those beams aren't absorbing all the load the the beams yeah the load well the load isn't distributed right it's not transferred uh, directly to the, the ground same right right across all four it would like load one right and unload others potentially right so let's say if it's out of square the building might be the roof might be leaning or right. hovering to the left and as the load increases it wants to crack those beams down and collapse the structure as opposed yeah. to it being perfectly square you have all the load evenly distributed and transferred into the ground. The structure doesn't want to collapse. Um, now, I think like a, an easier, like simpler way to like put things for visualization um, for like DIYers because like, yeah, the house is like super applicable, especially being in New England. But um, like for me, the most important level project I've ever done ever was putting up my walls in my kitchen because those kitchen, those walls are going to be what my my cabinets were on mm -hmm. and if your cabinet is leaning one your doors don't shut tight so it's not aesthetic two if you put something in there that's going to fall out or even just as simple as i saw this hilarious um picture of someone who had mounted their cabinets and never checked to see if they were level or not and it was just enough force if you will downward force of putting all of their dishes and stuff in that those cabinets fell right off the wall because they were leaning just at the right amount. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so just for like day-to-day -day stuff, um, it's definitely not aesthetic, not, not aesthetically pleasing, I should say. But uh, Yeah, and you also have heard how many stories of people like being like, oh my God, there's a ghost in my house because all the drawers slide open. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was, just, it was just either your house settled and it became out of level or uh, the trades weren't as accurate as they should have been. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, everyday DIYer stuff, you got to do that. And we kind of touched on that when we were talking about in the kitchen renovation episode, um, which is our po most popular episode. If you guys haven't listened to the kitchen renovation tips, check that one out. Yeah, you want to get stuff in a kitchen very level. And that starts at the framing. I mean, it starts at the foundation. But, you know, if you're renovating just the kitchen, you got to make sure that you shim out your walls get the get the drywall or get the framing straight and level and square as well as the drywall and everything every step you need to make sure you re-level uh, and re-plumb everything yeah and if you're doing walls or floors it's definitely a good investment to buy like a nice big level don't be messing around with a three-footer you want something 
yeah. like five feet. I think I have a. Sometimes you need one. a torpedo level. Torpedo level, my, <laughs> one of my favorite tools. As an electrician, yeah. a torpedo level is an everyday thing for me. That's, uh, yes. you know, if you're dealing with a lot of metal stuff, uh, get a magnetic torpedo level and it'll save your life, dude. I, But that that's the thing is, like I said, every stage of the building process, you need to continually go through all of the the plumb, the level, the square, and remeasure because... No, well, in, in reality, you can never get something perfect, but we are also not machines, so we are very imperfect. And we need to double check because it's compounding. When you end up making a mistake at the beginning, you either have to compensate for that throughout the whole building process uh, or your stuff's not going to come out right. So, and, and every trade hates it like, oh, the, you know, the foundation guys didn't get the foundation level and and then the framers didn't get the walls plumb. And then the cabinet guys didn't get the, you know what I mean? It just, it's it's constant. You need to, every step, take time to figure out all of the, the measurements and everything. Is there anything, I mean, we went through structurally very quickly, the benefits of doing it. Aesthetically, how many times have you walked into a house and you're like, all right, that, that picture's crooked, <laughs> you know, like. Every time I walk in, yeah, house. it's yeah. what about the pictures yeah. I walk in? Bobby wants to kill me every time we walk into a restaurant or like some new structure, some new building, someone's new house. I'm like, that crown molding's crooked, yeah, like uh, <laughs> that cabinet's hung on crooked, like anything. I'll, I'll, I'll criticize the way the ceiling sheetrock was hung. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, my brain just goes to it. Oh, god forbid, especially New England, if you have, um, what is it called? Oh, board and batten or the uh, shiplap, anything like that, yeah. and those lines aren't straight, my eyes just want to pick it apart. <laughs> yeah, and it can it can make people, like, nauseous. <laughs> like, if you have something messed up, it can, and we'll get into the, the biological effects of being level and all that, but it, it is, like, it can be overwhelming and to really disrupt people's lives. But sometimes, and, and that's what I mean by compounding, too. When you walk into a house, maybe that picture is level, but the room isn't square or the ceiling's not level, you know, like you're like, okay, like everybody needs to be on their a game to make something look really good. And, and that takes time. So if you're building a project and you're like, oh man, like I tried to do what down to the frame is suggesting, but my project took two times longer. That's okay. Like that is time worth while when you spend your time getting those details, right? Because at the end of the day, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, oh, that's the difference between a DIY project newbie and a professional. They take that time seriously and and make sure that they get everything right. Um, yeah, or they, especially like what you'll see as you continue down this like expert path is that doing it right becomes quicker for you to yeah, do. Yeah, it takes less upfront um, thought and time. And also you'll, once you know the rules, right? Let's Let's say that you have now made everything in the world perfectly flat and perfectly plumb and perfectly square uh well then you get to break the rules because not everything is supposed to be intentionally flat and square and all that uh for example driveways uh you want to have your driveway sloping away from your house um decks you want to have sloping away from your house not a lot but just enough to shed water away from the home those are situations where you're going to purposely in, in plumbing and plumbing. You want to have everything sloping towards the lowest point in the system uh, just by like a half bubble or whatever, but you want to have it all sloping away. So once you can 
understand how to get everything perfectly square level, flat, plumb, whatever, uh, you, you want to start looking at how to purposefully make it not. And roofs. Roofs are not obviously flat. Some are, but you should not make a roof flat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into the biological effects. We kind of touched on it a little bit, but when somebody, when you have a group of people over and they see something and they go, oh, okay, well, that's clearly, like, obviously people like us that are in in the sort of thick of making sure everything's perfect, uh, we can point that out pretty easily, but even subconsciously, you're going to notice it. Let's say uh, you have an office and you just you just built your own home office and, and you got your desk set up and you, you rolled your chair up to it and you go to sit in it and your chair starts to swing left. You can't sit directly in front of your monitor because your chair is constantly swinging to the left because the floor is out of level. Well, that's going to be irritating. And in fact, if you're compensating for that left swing all day, that's going to have your muscles tighten up in a weird way. That's going to maybe kink your neck or like something. You know, your your body is going mm -hmm. to notice that it is out of balance and it's going to try to compensate for that. You're just going to get jacked on one side. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> or you'll get headaches, something like that. You'll, you won't be focused, whatever it may be. Having unlevel surfaces affects your attention. And, and one mm -hmm. actually funny story that just happened to me uh, was something that had to do with my bed. So we moved into, uh, I guess it was built in the 1940s, but it is not a very bum level square house. <laughs> it's older and there's a lot of imperfections. For the last year and a half, I've dealt with kind of this chronic, like I wake up and I just feel like my neck is so tight and tense and I'm like, what is going on? And the other night I got up from bed. It, you know, I go to bed super early, so... I was like 9.30, something like that. And I got up and I was frustrated. I was like, I'm so tired of this. I feel like when I lay in bed that I'm sloped towards my head. So I got up, I went downstairs. My girlfriend's like, what are you doing? I'm like, hold on. Walk into my closet, grab my like four foot, five foot level. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I know this, this bed is not level. So I went upstairs and sure enough, my bed was like sloped pretty significantly towards my head so you so you're just dumping dumping your blood into your blood brain yeah, barrier every exactly. night and that's why your neck was all messed up i'm yeah. because my body is sliding on top of my head and so your muscles are getting tight you're getting this uh blood flow to your head that's i guess kind of abnormal um so so i took like i was like all right quick fix took my level went around to all all the sides and i made sure that my bed was perfectly level using cardboard pieces of cardboard that I put underneath the feet. And ever since I did that, I've been waking up like literally more refreshed. My neck doesn't hurt. Um, I'm just like... Your bed doesn't have adjustable feet on no, it? No, it doesn't, unfortunately. That's weird. It's, yeah, it's a plastic bed frame. It's because I have a sleep number uh -oh. bed. Um, mm. So yeah, I was like very surprised at how something that people don't typically think about was affecting like an everyday sleep you know like people everybody sleeps so like how many beds do you think are not level you know like so probably a lot of them probably a lot probably so go like take your level take your either push your your cushion aside and and put it on your box frame or put it on the frame itself and go ahead and like level it out as best you can and see if it's if it's out of level and i bet you if it is 
and you you correct it, you're probably going to have a little bit of a better night's sleep. So it just goes to show how it's worth it to either pay people that know how to make stuff perfectly or as perfectly um, plumb level straight and all that uh, or do, you know, take the time to do it because it compounds. It doesn't just affect the project that you're working on. It affects everyday life. I mean, yeah, one thing that the humans are wired to recognize patterns and shapes and stuff, because, you know, we were trying to not get eaten when we were first <laughs> developing. Yeah. And that has like an effect on how we perceive things. So if you go into a house and you see something that doesn't match the same pattern or the pattern that you would expect to see, like if something is not level, it's like biologically like in our body to have like a response yeah, to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just stuff you don't think about on a regular basis, but it affects you. I think as people get better at doing all of these things, people are going to notice it more. Like, obviously, the trades have gotten much better than they were in the past. So these this new generation of homes being built, you're going to end up seeing all this stuff, hopefully, uh, done much better. And then when they go into an old house, they're going to be like, wow, like, I don't know, I can't sleep good in this older house or, you know, they're... <laughs> whatever it may be, you can't breathe better or whatever, you're going to notice it. People are going to have a higher or a less of a tolerance for inaccuracy. And it like things that are level too, they just tend to tend to hold up better over time. Um, you know, like poor angles and stuff like that can lead to plumbing issues, ventilation issues, insulation issues, just stuff like that. Because when like for instance the first thing i'm doing when i get home is my bathroom renovation so like that's literally all i can find applicable to this is i'm just like god i need to make sure the floor is level i need to make sure the drain is correct because all that stuff was put in 20 years ago mm -hmm. after water flowing through pipes for that long and i know a shoddy diyer did this whole bathroom mind you so i need to like be on my game when i get home and like check all that stuff um with water flowing through pipes and stuff like that um for 20 years and they were never put in properly um it can it can lead to leaks it can lead to poor wearing or improper wearing of things that weren't meant to be you know used like that type of thing but um i know that my my upstairs so i, have, I live in a cape um and it has the the slanted ceilings upstairs with the knee walls um and i know that the walls and the ceiling were put in again by a diyer i think that the homeowners like did it themselves when they had the house built type of thing. Um, and I'm having major insulation sinking issues. So what that means is that my insulation was poorly installed in a poorly made house. So when it's wintertime and we have the, the snow on the roof and it's sticking to your roof and it's like a substantial amount, you can see at the very peak of my house, I have no insulation mm. um, because it has fallen down the roof line. Yeah if you will. It's also, it's like a combination of really, really old insulation, but you can like, if you, I've had people come in and like scan the walls type of thing. You can see that there's like just straight up no insulation. Cause it's like fallen mm -hmm. down the roof yep. line because it wasn't, they just went to home Depot and grabbed whatever they wanted to and didn't like, they didn't think about the entire math equation of like, okay, so it's a slant. It has to be installed properly. It has to like, this stuff has to stay in the stringers type of thing. So like, measuring and like keeping things like level but you know minding all of your numbers and like seeing the whole part of the equation if you will is is super important just for the longevity of your homes yeah absolutely planning to like that brings up the point if you i mean we're talking about commercial now but 
Uh, if the foundation guys don't get their slab perfectly square and and you've already laid out your pipes, let's say for plumbing, you could have a pipe popping up for a toilet popping up in a closet or in an office space instead of it was supposed to be in the bathroom because the wall is crooked because the foundation's out of square and the framers just had to compensate. You know what I mean? Like that's why you need to just get it as best as you can to one relational point, um, a control yeah. point. Even even your office example of like the the tip, the falling chair or the leaning yeah. chair, if you will, um, the the money it costs to like re level or re straighten a floor. Say you have hardwood floors because we're you know New England. I feel like a lot of hardwood floors are pretty common. Um, the wear on that section of the floor is going to be a lot higher because you've now been compensating, like re-rolling your chair back over that area. Mm-hmm. So over a 20-year time period, you're going to have indentations in that floor. And I know it sounds ridiculous, like who cares in 20 years, who's going to be here in 20 years. But when you go to buy a house and you have indentations in your hardwood floor, that can't be fixed. That has to be replaced. And the chances of you matching that hardwood floor from 20 years ago are slim to none and slim is on a lunch break like you're gonna have to replace the majority of the floor and if you want to level that floor and say you do live on a slab or you don't have access to those stringers or something like that it can cost thousands of dollars like tens of thousands of dollars to re-level a floor like that like your the ground floor the second floor of your home oh yeah like it 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 is stupid money i say stupid but i mean like knowing what's happening it's not stupid Sometimes they have to pick up your house. Um, But if you have, you know, like you could get lucky. Sure. If you have like an open basement, it's as simple as just putting one of those adjustable. um, I want to call it a beam. I don't actually like a lolly column, like adjustable lolly column. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You could get lucky. Sure. But then, I mean, like, I hope that you're not using that part of your basement because that that column now has to stay there forever. But um, yeah, like the real fix for it can be like it's. For most of us, it's no longer a DIYer's fix. That's an experienced contractor's yeah. fix. Yeah, and then you know we we talk a lot of large scale stuff, but even when you're making uh, little bird houses or anything with drawers or anything, having a drawer that sticks is probably the most annoying thing to me, <laughs> and that's like often caused by uh, something being out of square and like catching on a side, and it's just you just want to get it get everything right, guys. All right. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, Jake? No, make your make your things square. Make mm-hmm. them plumb. Take, the, take time. the time. It's worth it. Take the time. And that's probably once you understand those and perfect those, it may take even more time up front, like you said, Jake, but it, it gets a little bit better. And I think you'll just be much, much happier. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing perfectly parallel lines and oh, oh. it's a sign of good oh, work. Yeah, it's just oh mm, it's, it's worth, worth it. All right, guys, thank you for listening to the Down to the Frame podcast, and we'll see you guys on the next one. See you. Bye.